0: Raining Men All things I'll be seeing this afternoon I'm Nick and this is Walk Movies where I am walking to the cinema to go and watch a film and today on what has been a stop-start raining day in May no, June, we're in June now God, this year is flying by it's uh, it's the Queen's Jubilee weekend which oh God, has just been described by some idiots as platy jubes honestly if you know one of those people you have my permission to hit them round the face preferably for wet fish but yes it's uh, Plasm Jubilee weekend and I'm doing My patriotic duty of supporting a film with British actors in it, rather than watching the crap that's going on the telly right now. The world's most boring parade with a ghostly representation of the Queen in a carriage. Honestly, it's the most bizarre thing I've seen this weekend. Well, or or at least for now, because I am off to see men. The... New film by Alex Garland, starring Jesse Buckley and uh, Rory Kinnear. I, I'm not looking at any notes. So I had to think about what that was, but uh, yeah. So I've seen um, I've seen a trailer, at least one trailer for Men. Um, and I thought, oh, this looks interesting and odd and weird, and so I'm off to see it now. It has been out in America for a few weeks and had quite mixed reviews. It came out on Friday, I believe, which would have been the first what day are we on now the fifth, okay, so that would have been the third, but I think it actually came out on the on the first um actually did because for some reason my cinema was showing it in those really piddly screens that I've talked about before and if I waited a few days it was going to be put in one of the bigger screens so that's what I did I waited and now I'm off to see it in a big screen instead Um. so yeah and I've heard uh, I've heard Komodo Mayo's take this week they also discussed it again, mixed on it so I'm interested um, to see what goes on I don't know what I know from the trailer I don't really know anything else outside of that so, yeah I'm not sure what to expect really I've only seen one of uh, Alex Allen's other films that was a film called Ex Machina with, um Poe Damron. Forgot what he's playing his name is Moon Knight. Oscar Isaacs. Jesus. Um and did that have Ralph Spool in it? I think. And Alicia Vikander Anyway, it was uh it's very interesting. Oh no it wasn't, was it? it wasn't Ralph Spool, it was uh, uh one of the uh the Weasleys no not one of the Weasleys yeah the old eldest Weasley oh man should have really looked some notes um, I remember seeing it uh, when it came out and it's a really interesting uh, sci-fi dystopia film uh, set in a house um, it was almost like I suppose an extended episode of Black Mirror in a lot of ways it had that same kind of to it. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, Oscar Isaacs and stuff is is uh, obviously a, a great actor. Donald Gleason, I think is who was in that. I'll be right eventually. So I've had a bit of a, a technical snafu and the rest of this intro didn't record. But I've already recorded the second half of the conversation so I'm going to try and just fill in what I was what I was saying so um, yeah, I've seen one uh, Alex Garland film, he also wrote the book The Beach or he wrote the book The Beach was based on either way doesn't really matter Um, and he's, he's written scripts for other films or written concepts for other films um but he, he's only directed three films and uh, Men is the the latest of those So without spoiling the end of this podcast My expectations going into this film The trailer looks really creepy So I did I, I did expect that it would be fairly scary. Um, the trailer looked really good. So, uh, you know, I was I was excited to go to the cinema to see the film. Um, but that was it, really. That's, that's, that's kind of where I was at with the film. And I also remember in the intro talking about the upcoming stuff. So... This week I will be going to see Jurassic World Dominion when that opens on Friday. So I will be seeing that. So I'm hoping at least one of the films I watch, or both of the films, will be at least decent. Um, I'm not going to talk too much more about Jurassic World because I'll obviously record that when I go and see the film on hopefully Friday. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how, how I feel about that one. Um, it's starting to become a bit of a, a horror season now because, uh, the Black Phone is coming out in a few weeks and then in July we've got Nope, which is the latest film by Jordan Peel which I don't really know much about at all. The trailers have not given too much away for that, which is uh, good. Uh, and The Black Phone looks like a, an interesting uh, Blumhouse film starring Ethan Holt. So that that I'm looking forward to as well. But it's weird because, you know, normally this summer year is your summer blockbusters, your big films. So we've got, you know, Lightyear in a week or two. We've got Thor, Love and Thunder in, in early July. So it's uh, it's strange. Strange. Uh, that there, there seems to be more horror content coming out in the summer season. Uh, the last few Purge films that come out in the summer. I mean, they are kind of horror, I suppose. Uh, they would be cast as horror. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's strange. You, you associate the summertime with um, big popcorn flicks and, you know, I suppose more action-based stuff. And as it gets towards Halloween, you kind of expect to see more more scary stuff, but we're not getting that nowadays. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, this film stars Jesse Buckley and uh, Roy Kinnear. I just have to think about his name. I don't know why. Um, but yeah. So I am now going to play you the the end of the podcast I recorded earlier, which is after I'd left the cinema watching the, the film. Um, so you can hear what I thought about uh, about Men, the movie it's not called men the movie just called men but you know what I mean anyway tutty bye so I've just come out of men the film not an actual one or ones and I've just had to I just had to stand there and try and read other people's interpretations of it because I've never, I've never seen a film so drastically lose its way in a final act than this film. It's a, a highly frustrating film. So if you want a quick synopsis without getting spoilers, the film is about uh, a woman called Harper who has uh, a traumatic event if you've seen the trailer you'll know, if not it's the first sequence of the film anyway where uh, her husband dies, so the film is about her going to a country retreat so that she can heal basically and get over the uh, the situation we don't know how much time has passed between the opening sequence and her going to the country but that's, that's what she does and she goes to this village where all the men are portrayed by Rory Kinnear who I mean I mean, acting. So let's start with the positives. The acting from both uh, Rory Kinnear and Jesse Buckley are great. They're both very good, uh, well regarded actors, and they do a good job in this film. Especially Rory Kinnear, because he's p- playing so many uh, multiple characters, and each one is different. Uh, you know they all look like him Um, but they've all got their own voices characteristics uh, everything like that so he does a really good job but it's a very it's a very slow film um, where things happen but it is very slow at getting kind of moving forward really and then it all kind of starts coming to a crescendo in uh, I don't know how long maybe last 20-30 minutes but the, the that sequence is just odd bizarre weird and i'm all for films being challenging i'm all for films having a, a like an open ending where you're not quite sure how it's finished or it's almost left up to you so as an example uh, inception he spins the top and if the top doesn't stop spinning if the top falls over, you know whether he's in the dream world or if he's in the real world, and that is left up to your interpretation. And many people have, you know, theories as to which it is, but it's left to you. This just left me with an absolute state of confusion. Just, and I, I said I've gone and kind of looked. And what the ending's supposed to mean and got two kind of different answers. And I feel that the intention was to be you know this smart film or, or have this kind of ending, but for me it just did not work at all. And it's it's another film where think the trailer is stronger than the actual film itself Um, I didn't have the sense of dread that I thought I might do which I did kind of watch in the trailer I don't know if that's because of how the trailer is paced compared to how the film is paced or, or what I can't really decide on that but the simple fact is that men is the the most disappointing film I've seen in a long time Um, you know I mean I saw what was it Studio 666 this year the Foo Fighters film I mean that was just a bad movie and I think if 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 you've made a bad movie and that's what it is then you know that's, that's one thing but it's clear from the talent involved and what you got in the the first two thirds of the film, that this was supposed to be a good film. But it absolutely falls apart. You shouldn't be left with as many more questions than answers at the end of the film, at all. Uh, I think that's really poor on the director. You know, and I don't know if that's because of the execution. What if that was just his intention? I've got... I, I can't... I can't work it out. But... Yeah. It's it's extremely disappointing. Um... And, yeah, I still think I made the right choice... In coming out and not staying at home and watching, uh... What was going on at Buckingham Palace. Despite... Feeling like that. Because I can say I've seen it. But... The fact that I've left the cinema feeling like that. And also as well, I mean, I I would say there was probably about 10 people in the screening. Maybe, maybe a few more. But not many more if that. And everyone, you you could hear the utterings. You know, what the hell was that? No one seemed to really be satisfied with it and yeah I think it had a a lot of promise and I think I'm sure there there are people that will watch this film and think the complete opposite of me but there was a film oh that was it there was a film last year I think or was it 2020 I think it was 2020 Uh, that came out called Malignant and that was a film another horror film another body horror film and that was a film that for the first half the first three quarters yeah it was okay bit weird it was okay and then the final the final act the final quarter of the film the final third however you want to you wanna measure your films um, just cranks up the crazy and it and it worked. And it flipped me around on, on my enjoyment of the film. And this did the complete opposite. It's like reverse malignant. So, I don't know what else to say about it really. Just kind of get a warning if you want to go and see this film. Going, knowing that you have to really think about the uh, the subtext I suppose bizarre. Just very, very bizarre. So, that, that is it. That's all I can say about it. That's uh, my review of men. The film, not the, uh, the gender. Just, Just utterly weird and bizarre and unfortunately unsatisfactory. Uh, this is not a film I recommend you go and spend your hard-earned money this is exactly the kind of film where I'm glad that I have an unlimited card because if I'd have paid full price for that I'd have been fuming so that's, uh, that's a plus I suppose for me just the time wasted um, but there you go so that will do for this episode And we will see how uh, I get on with Jurassic World Dominion later on this week. Oh, man. I think I have to go home and watch uh, everything everywhere all at once and get the taste out of my mouth. (sighs) Alright. Until next time, Flynn lives. the music's played so that's the end of the podcast right well yeah normally it would be but obviously I had to record an extension to the the intro and it's been a few hours now since I've seen the film give me a bit more of a a chance to reflect and think about it a bit more so I've done that and I've concluded that it is still bad that hasn't changed I've read a few more theories I've listened to a few more people talk about it again it's it's interesting in that it, it, it's good when a film raises discussion points I suppose um, and makes you think about what what the message was but i think a lot of people feel the same way as i do in that it was it was just unnecessary and if you're listening to this part now this is going to be more spoilery so if you are planning to watch it and don't don't listen to this um but the way the film actually ends is, is very uh, very weird because it just ends completely abruptly with the title card of the film. And you are left at that point going, what the fuck was that? And there were gasps around me. When that title card come up, because we thought that was it. Now there is a very short post-credit scene immediately following that. So don't you know, before the credits, it's weird. Like the title card comes up and then there's an extra scene. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think I feel any differently about it. And the thing is, as well, with a film like this or a film that leaves you questioning things I think uh, you you would want to feel like you want to re-watch it and maybe now you, you've seen the film the first time try and look at it a bit differently but I've just got no desire to do that at all I'm hay fevered up by the way so I do sound a bit bunged up that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it because it's true. Um, so yeah. I a film hasn't frustrated me this much in a long time. I think it's different. So again, earlier on I was talking about Studio 666. I didn't really want to see that film. But someone else did. So I went with them to see it. So I think when a film like that, that is disappointing or is poor or whatever. It's different than if you wanted to go and see it, if you was actively looking forward to it. So I think that's why it's uh, annoyed me in the way that it has. But uh, I had a look at Letterboxd, so, uh, you know, my link to my letterbox is in the show notes, and it's a good app for keeping, like, a diary of the films you watch. watched. It's really cool. Um... I looked at other people that I knew that had watched it and I looked at general reviews and a lot felt very similar to how I did. Um, but the people that are giving it four or five stars, um, they're seeing it in a totally different way to what I did. Now, the other thing about this film is it's very anti-men, very pro-woman. So, you also do have to think about the fact that it's not necessarily aimed at you if you're a man, because you know the the, the main theme of the film really is that you know men men are all the same; they're all massively flawed, um, often obnoxious, often rude, uh, often have ideas above their station. That kind of thing. Um, and, you know, about how that makes women feel. So, again, maybe not the target audience for this film. That said, it's coming through the uh, the direction uh, and the script of a man. So that, again, complicates things. It's a little bit like if I was going to make a film about... Martin Luther King? Would I really be the person? I mean, I wouldn't, literally. I've never directed a film. But what I mean is, you know, is a British white guy the right choice to make uh, a biopic about such a famous black American uh, activist? No. So I do sometimes feel like that when, if the film is a, about empowering women, or or trying to speak about the ills of man, is a male of the, the right way to go, um, says that as well. But the reason I bring it up is, what was interesting is that you would then expect to see lots of the positive reviews be from women. Actually, if anything, um, they were the loudest, um, they, they weren't, they're, they're probably still outnumbered by men, but um, the majority of uh, reviews by women were also very against it. And there were some good points in what I saw in that the characters, even the main character, you don't really learn too much about them. You learn about a particular situation in their life, which is the uh, the death of, of their their husband and what led up to that but we know nothing else. We don't know what she does for work. She's, at one point in the film, on a work call, but we don't know who she is or what she does, or you you don't know what her interests are. Like You're given a very, very small narrative. There's not much character development. And that, again, I suppose, leads to why Jesse Buckley is so good in this film, because... she's not given much to work with and yet she is um, fascinating to watch but it's also probably why I, I left feeling a bit empty because there wasn't much of a journey for the characters in the film, full stop but hers is traumatic event has happened goes away to the country weird things start happening around her that's it there's no real meat to that bone. There's no real fleshing out of the characters or or anything like that. So I just feel this film is a, a massive missed opportunity. Um, it will find people that will watch it and enjoy it, I'm sure. But I think it's a, a huge miss and a real shame because... The cast a better. And they really work hard with what they've got, but it's not much. So there you go. Little addendum there to this podcast. So, that's it. Uh, I will see you for the next episode. Hey, 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 hey. Um, please subscribe. That's the only way you're going to get the new episodes as they come out, and it's free. Um, and yeah, I'll see you for Jurassic World. Which reviews for that haven't been great so far. It came out in Mexico a few days ago. It comes out in the UK and the US the end of uh, this week. I think the tenth of June. Um, and I'm mixed on the film so far, but I'll explain more on that on the next episode. So catch you then. All right, bye.